재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Well, today is the first day of the new year and many of you are probably already busy with these New Year's resolutions you've made. But interestingly, according to a University of Scranton research study, just 8% of people actually achieve their New Year's goals, which means the vast majority of people uh, basically have resolutions that ultimately fail. You might wonder why we keep failing to achieve these resolutions, and the simple conclusion may be everyone is just not disciplined, you have weak willpower. But psychologists say that um, there might be a reason why we do not tend to keep resolutions, and there might be some suggestions as to be more successful in your New Year's resolutions. To join us and explain more about this, very pleased to have joining us uh, from the University College of London, psychology professor Adrian Furnham. Hello. Hello and good morning. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Professor. I think the first question uh, a lot of people may wonder is, why do we as humans uh, tend to make New Year's resolutions? Well, I think it's a popular thing to do. People always say to you, what are your New Year resolutions? It does offer us an opportunity to uh, bring about some sort of change. The New Year uh, is a time at which people reflect backwards and forwards, and most people want to change a number of their behaviors. So because it's so popular, because it's talked about all the time, um, a large number of people do make um, rather wishy-washy and rather vague Uh, resolutions to change their behavior. Is this pretty much across the board for personality types, or are there certain subsets of people who tend to want to do resolutions more than others? Yes, I think that's true. Uh, There there are differences. I mean, if you say to people, what are your New Year resolutions? Some of them will say, well, my New Year resolution is not to make New Year resolutions. Mm -hmm. People who are a bit more skeptical, a bit more um, uh, cynical about, about human behavior. I think, you know, there are people who are always in the business of trying to improve and trying to change. People who are a bit more uh, uh, emotionally labile, uh, up and down, uh, are probably more keen on trying to change their behavior, whereas those who are more content and more stable are less likely to make New Year resolutions. Right. And the the types of resolutions I think you briefly mentioned, uh, mostly about self-improvement, maybe doing away with vices like smoking or alcohol consumption or yes. or things like working out and getting in better shape, right? That's right. I mean, it's, it's stopping things and starting things and changing things. So the stopping things are usually to do with health, uh, not eat less, drink less, exercise more, that sort of thing. Uh, sometimes they are about other things altogether, about maybe the spending of money or being nicer to your relatives, that sort of thing. But nearly always they're self-focused and health-focused. As a as a psychologist, would you say that there are certain I don't know errors or um, incorrect approaches being made when people uh, want to make res- resolutions? Yes, um, I think the whole issue is about um, change. It's difficult to change. It's painful to change. All therapy is about is about change, and it doesn't come across, come about. Um, very easily. I think what people do is their their, their New Year resolutions are too grand, Mm. too vague. You know, I will lose uh, so many kilograms by such and such, or I'll stop doing this. And because they are so um, uh, vague and non-realistic, 
um, that they don't people don't uh, don't uh, succeed in them. I think you know if you talk to anyone who's in the business of change, uh, they start with the the famous joke about how many psychologists does it take to change a light bulb, and the answer is just one. But the light bulb needs to want to be changed. In other words, you know, are you, are you serious about this? Right. Do you realize what this involves? It's, you know, habits are very difficult to change. We all have habits um, we uh, don't like. I, I, and it's very difficult to change them. It's better to replace one with another. It's better to take small steps at a time. And it's better to believe that this change is not something you're going to do for, for, for January or, or a short period of time. But it's a lifestyle mm. change. We know that all diets fail. Right. All diets fail because they stop. And then when they stop, you start eating what you used to eat in the first place. And hence the yo-yo effect. Yeah. Change requires very significant, um, change, uh, very significant efforts on a person's part with very clear goals, very clear targets, very specific. And you have to maintain them forever, not just right. for January or this year. Well, uh, you mentioned the skeptics or people who will say, "I my resolution is not to make resolutions. If you look at the statistics and see that only 8% actually achieve these goals, uh, a study by Madan Palutla from the London Business School saying that, look, with this high failure rate and people being discouraged at these failures, maybe we would be happier if we just do away with resolutions uh, completely. I imagine you would say that resolutions are something that can be healthy, but with some caveats, right? Yes. Uh, well, you know, you could be. You could say, well, if 8% of people make serious resolutions, which they keep, that's not bad, mm -hmm. you know, compared to looking at the statistics on diet changes or whatever. Uh, the, the, you know, the enthusiast in me says that's, that's pretty impressive. Uh, it does depend, of course, on what, uh, what resolutions they've made. I do think, you know, there are huge industries based on New Year resolutions. You have to watch the television the next couple of days and you'll see lots of advertisements for health clubs, yeah. for healthy eating and so forth. People will say that, um, you know, uh, health, fitness uh, or sales of all sorts of fitness products increase. People buy less alcohol. They go out to, to dinner or lunch less frequently in this month. And this does change in, uh, uh, change uh, a uh, financial situation of many organizations mm. uh, quite considerably. But by February, it's back to where we were for right. most people, unfortunately. Well, if we can get some advice from you then and uh, gathering what you've told us, let's say hypothetically we have an obese individual and this person says on New Year's Day, my resolution is to become a world champion bodybuilder and start going to the gym and, and lift weights and, and get in um, world-class shape. I imagine you would, if you give us some specifics, advocate a more incremental approach then? Yes. Uh, you know, we know that there are um, various factors which lead people to change. First of all is the very strong desire to change. Uh, but it's also better done if you want to do this fitness and and, and um uh, dietary issues it's better done with other people we need mm. social support we need very clear targets uh, you need to lose so many kilograms per per week per month you need to monitor your your dietary inputs and outputs. but you need to keep it up you need to have people support you and that's enough for the time being let alone to develop um, uh, being a, a bodybuilder right. one small step at a time clearly set out with lots of uh, support for people who, uh, from other people uh, helping you do it and who do likewise. 
then you've got a much better chance. But, you know, this idea of looking at a picture of somebody who look, who, with a fantastically uh, toned body that mm-hmm. you want to look like by, by the summer, um, that's unrealistic. Small incremental steps, social support, um, the will to carry on remorselessly, that will help. That will make you uh, achieve your uh, long-term New Year resolution. Well, hopefully everyone listening on this New Year's Day will be taking that advice, uh, certainly uh, more practical, and uh, it looks like a much more uh, successful approach to New Year's resolutions. Professor Fernan, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your time and hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. That was Professor Adrian Fernan from the University College of London. Soul City News up next.